0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Drum Network podcast. I'm Senior Tech Reporter for the Drum, Chris Sutcliffe. For our out-of-home deep dive, we're going to look beyond the exciting developments of this year, 2022, to where this exciting discipline is headed next. We're going to be asking where brands can expect to see change over the next couple of years, and more importantly, where they should be investing their time and money to stay ahead of the curve. And I'm delighted to say that I'm joined by two fantastic guests who are going to be providing us with a bit of a roadmap for that that future of out of home. And so to begin with, I'd like Casper, could you introduce yourself and your company, please?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, my name is Casper Tikier. I'm the CEO and one of the co-founders at Zappa. Uh, And at Zappa, we really focus and specialize in augmented reality on uh, mobile devices and, I guess, headsets of the future. Uh, Indeed, how does a brand and business capture value through, I guess, spatial computing and spatial storytelling um, and think about the notion of having an always on camera strategy uh, to drive um, their business and think about different problem statements and opportunities uh, that uh, AR affords? Nice.
0: Absolutely. Fantastic. Well, that's going to be fascinating to hear about, and particularly that's going to be relevant to our future facing discussion, I think. And Alex, as our second guest, could you tell us who you are, where you're from, and what you do, please?
2: Yeah. My name is Alex Caldwell. I am a senior out-of-home specialist at Known. Known is a data-first agency specializing in media, creative, and strategy. Um, I get to work on really exciting clients every day, like AMC Networks and Shake Shack. Um, And I'm based out of New York. I've worked in out-of-home for a little over five and a half years, so I'm really excited to be here and chat more about out-of-home.
0: Yeah, me too. We just actually came off the back of the, the drums awards week. So we did an entire month's worth the festival all in one week. And it was some of the out of home stuff, which was the most visual and really yeah. captured the uh, the imagination of the audience so much. I'm delighted that we've got you both here for this chat. I wondered, Alex, can we stick with you for a little bit? And could you tell us from your perspective, what role is out of home playing now in a brand's wider marketing strategy? What does it sort of add to that kind of omni-channel approach?
2: Yeah, I think out of home has always been seen as an upper funnel tactic where it's really just an awareness driver. Um, well, that is true. I feel like there is a lot of ge- like generated awareness from um, out of home. I think advertisers are starting to realize really its power in the marketplace and within a media plan. Um, at least here at Nome, we've seen out of home do a lot more than just drive um, awareness. We've seen it initiate buzz and in PR increase brand recognition, conquest competitors, and even like connect with local communities, which is really cool. Um, I think these things are like hard to do um, with other channels. I think it does make out of home really unique and mm. keeps it in like, a very meaningful place in like the larger marketing strategy for a brand.
0: Could you maybe just elaborate a little bit on why you find it's it's harder for other disciplines to to do all that?
2: Yeah, I think it just has to do with what the nature of out-of-home is. I mean, it's truly larger than life. It's real real estate. Um, so I think it just can connect with consumers a lot more and be so meaningful. Like For example, in a community, I think people can really connect with out-of-home as they see it as like very organic to their neighborhood versus getting you know an ad on their mobile device or seeing an ad on TV that you can easily block too. Out-of-home just isn't blockable. So I think it's really special and unique in that way.
0: It's fascinating as well that you often see those kind of those out of home ads and how quickly they become part and parcel of the neighbourhood that they're in. You know, when we come out of a a tube stop here, and it's always one of the first things you recognise. You almost navigate by them. So it really is part and parcel of the uh, everyday experience.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Casper, when we're talking then about out of home, and you know, to, to what Alex was saying, how do you think brands are thinking about out of home when it comes to you know planning, buying, and what ultimately they decide to use it for?
1: Yeah, absolutely, and, and and may I say, I am a, a a lifelong advocate of 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 out of home. Uh, certainly from my advertising days in sort of the the nineties and early two thousands. Um, I remember working on some, uh, you know, very sort of. Um, I guess out of home specific campaigns in the UK for people like Adnams beer and uh, Volvo and indeed Guinness Extra Cold and um, Mary Downsider. and a lot of those were exactly as Alex said all about uh, driving awareness brand recognition um, but also uh, to that PR point you know trying to understand how could you shout louder than some some other brands by using out of home in sort of very sort of creative and, and clever ways um, and sometimes I guess um, really uh, depending on where you've decided to to buy those um, out-of-home uh, packages um, that might sort of actually take people somewhere else and take them, um, you know, sort of disrupt the, that local landscape. So I've always been a fan of, of the idea of out-of-home generally. Um, uh, I think what's fascinating now, I guess when I, I, I sort of layer on the, the use of augmented reality and, and the, the, the digital lens over there is clearly the idea of, you know, what you see through your phone being this broader canvas on the world. Uh, and how that connects not only with existing sort of uh, digital out-of-home real estate, but also the the points um, between that when you get into sort of geolocation um, and location-based um, uh, types of experiences. Then you really have just um, put another layer, um, branded layer on, on mm. the world around it that can take quite a user-centric approach. Approach to that, and I think you said a really interesting thing about you know we're quite ant-like in our existence <laughs> in terms of you know although there's the the, the world is hugely discoverable. Ninety nine percent of the journeys we make are the same to mm. and from work, to and from our you know local bar and to meet our friends, and, and so you become very attuned to those pathways. And as you say, the the the, the real estate and the, the 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 out of home that that exists on those routes. Um, And so I think there's, you know, trying to think about how you can take that broader awareness piece that is uh, great at sort of getting mass adoption, but also making it more personalized and contextually relevant and all those other great things that you can do when you layer on digital to out of home, I think becomes really exciting. Um, So I think there's huge opportunity uh, there there for brands uh, in in thinking about how they might leverage their existing campaign idea or activation and just uh, taking it somewhere else.
0: Yes, certainly. I I can guarantee you that this is the first time on the podcast we've compared our uh, consumers to ants. Um, (laughs) But there's also a lot we can talk about in terms of kind of tech and what that's actually doing to out of home to the points you mentioned, Casper. I wonder before we then move on to some of the nitty gritty of it and the real sort of, um, I suppose, in the trenches aspect of it. I wondered as a final thought on this introduction, Casper, what is it about out of home? That makes it so exciting. You know, Alex mentioned some of the uh, some of the activations and what that actually does to our local environments and landscapes. What do you think makes our Home so exciting?
1: Um, well, again, I, I think it is that. Um, Ability to arrest people. Um, uh, you know, it used to, I mean, again, in the, in the old days of advertising, it, it always seemed to be that that sort of notion that you either had a slightly wonky headline and straight visual, or kind of straight uh, visual and wonky headline. In trying to stop people in their tracks and get them to to see differently, you know, at the thing that's put in front of them. Uh, and again, when I think of that, um, when you layer in stuff like. Um, spatial computing, that we have that, that other opportunity again. I mean, I think for recent campaign that we were involved in with BritVic, which was all about, you know, how we take the idea of fruitiness from their fruit squash and, you know, get people out to um, almost have a big fruit hunt adventure and, and use out of home as a way to kind of really galvanize people, get them excited about taking trips out in the summer and finding fruit, you know, in their local vicinity. And that that sort of way of being able to kind of use it as a jumping off point for local excursions, you know, getting people to, to, to try, um, uh, you know, have a different type of day out, I think it's kind of exciting. Um, so I think it's just, just the, the uh it's not like um I don't think it is revolution I think it's evolution I think out of home has always been good at this um but I think technology is just layering you know ways for that to be more um engaging more interactive um more personal and I think that's all
0: very exciting yeah, certainly and Alex you were nodding along there I wondered then what do you see as being the big opportunity for you know individual brands and sectors who are we seeing using out of home really really effectively now in terms of you know uh yeah, exactly that in terms of sectors really buying up these spaces and using them effectively
2: yeah i would say definitely one that is using it really effectively and one of my favorites is the fashion industry Mm -hmm. Um, there's just so much to be done there i think fashion industry too can really like evoke emotion with out of home which is really like special it's very aspirational which i love um also just like what the nature of fashion is with like clothing and accessories and shoes like that just shows so well on these large canvases um I just think that they use the space well. I mean, even here at Known, we work on one of our clients, Lunia, which is a sleeper and intimates brand. And they've been really like diving into like textures, which I love because it just shows so well and really sells a product like zoomed in. Um, So I think that's super exciting and something that I'm just passionate about, too, because I love the fashion industry. They always have been part of out of home. They're a very traditional old advertiser on it all the way till now, just seeing the new things that they're doing and kind of diving into this tech, too.
0: Absolutely. It's it's really interesting you mentioned that. Last, I was in Stockholm a couple of weeks ago and the advert that stuck out to me the most was a fashion one. It was for a uh, women's fashion brand. And the way they were advertising it were with for these huge billboards. And it was, you know, women who'd had uh, double mastectomies, who were, you know, kind of displaying their scars and being very sort of open about it. And they were talking about kind of the fashion for women who don't, you know, fit those traditional uh, moulds of, you know, models and everything. And that was so interesting to see. And It goes back to what you're saying there about it being emotive and kind of evocative. Um, So beyond kind of fashion then, which other sectors should be doing more of that?
2: Yeah, I think I've seen a little bit of this, but I'd love to see them do more as the travel industry. Yeah, um, I would love to see more like airlines, travel agencies, booking companies, um, just do more out of home because it just seems obvious to me. It's an on-the-go audience, and it just aligns so nicely. Um, so I think there's so much more that could be done there, and I have seen some creative activations of it, but I feel like there still is this missing gap um, to kind of push more, especially since we're you know out of COVID now or out of like the trenches. I think so many more people are traveling. It's really a top of mind for a lot of people. Um, So I just think it makes a ton of sense to pair with out of home.
1: 100%. Uh, Yes. just jumping in on that one, Alex. You, you may know them, um, but we just work with Lightbox over in in, in the U.S. Um, specifically around tourism. and one for um, Texas tourism recently, and it exactly that thing of being able to to use the out of home space, but be, then take people into an AR experience where we can, you know, take them to Texas. You know, um, allow them to choose their own adventure, decide what things that they like and would like to see, and then take them into that classic kind of 360 environment where they feel as if they're sort of actually getting a, a bit closer into that experience or uh, and, and then take them on to allow to sort of to, 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 to book that trip. And I think yeah, you're right, that, that. Um, that sort of gateway. I mean, that's what it is, isn't it? You know, you have these wonderful sort of portals that exist mm. there and we can just extend that journey before and after. And I, I, I think all of that stuff is exciting.
0: And I suppose that speaks to the, one of the unreplicable strengths of out-of-home is scale. When we're talking about travel industry, you want to present those vistas, you want to present that kind of aspirational nature of you know blue skies and, and beaches in a way that really grabs people's attention. And out-of-home seems to be the natural way to do that. But Casper, where else would you say that there are opportunities for other brands, for other verticals and sectors to really take advantage of out-of-home in a way that they're not doing yet? And that's a big question, I know.
1: It is a big one. I mean, it's because it, it, in a way you almost have to reverse it and go, who wouldn't it be exciting yeah. for, and why, and and why not? And I, and I think that's what's so interesting is that the canvas, it's that it's that idea of the canvas of out of home that I think has always been so compelling. And again, I mean, I hate to sound so old about this, but you know, back in the day before it was all digital, what creative agency didn't want to have you know their campaign idea um, actually kind of in two ways. They other wanted it to go in cinema because they were like, well, we've done TV, can we get the really sort of director's cut in cinema? Or they'd go, "How do we get an out of home campaign? Because there's something about it writ large. There is something about how you can use that to really capture people's imagination that I think is remains true today. And all digital is doing with, I guess, the pace of change in in just how good those screens have become. You know how dense they are in terms of their pixelation. You know how interactive how they can evoke these um, sort of other senses. You know as as, as Alex said, so I think is just means that the 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 playground of that canvas has increased. So trying to say who exactly it would work for, I think, is sort of like I don't know that there are that many that it that it that it wouldn't
0: uh, in, in in many ways. So I have a, a question then because I would love to know something you've said there, Casper, just kind of sparked the thought. Is we're talking about out of home, and to what extent? We, to some extent, we're talking about scarcity because there are only so many holdings, there are only so many kind of billboards that you can actually get out there. And so, when mm. somebody does something really originally unique with one, it obviously grabs people's attention because it feels like there's a limited opportunity to do that. So, mm. to what extent, when we're talking about our home, are we talking about almost in the same way we talk about event TV, talking about it as a sort of an event in and of itself? Alex, is it, is it should we be sort of reframing the discussion around it being, you know, an experience in its own right?
2: Yeah. Absolutely. I feel like that's another thing that makes Out of Home so special is it really engages like all the senses. You can do so much with it versus compared to other channels, you're very boxed into you know whatever frame you're in, whether that's on a TV or on a mobile device or on a newspaper, you're kind of stuck in that box where out of home can be so much more than just a billboard. It can really be an experience for the senses, or it could be even a very engaging experience where it's more of like a pop-up or something that people can actually engage and speak with a brand ambassador. And it can just mean so much more than just one placement that's stagnant.
0: 100 percent in fact just talking of that it's reminding me that um last week we saw in victoria station in london itvx launched their new um streaming service and they did that by putting a a huge billboard in the center of the station which was full of popcorn and you could go and literally turn the crank and get popcorn out and they were showing uh things that were on the streaming service around the rest of the station as well and that was a kind of fascinating experience in its own right as well as being a fantastic ad but You know, when we when we talk about out of home, obviously, Casper, you've mentioned uh, some of those new tech developments, whether that be AR, whether that be you know what's happening up in Sterling, where they've effectively overlaid ads across the entire city when you watch it through your when you experience it through your camera yep. phone. So what new tech is underpinning out of home this year, and what should we be expect to see what should we be expecting to see next year and kind of in the years in the future? And that's another huge question.
1: If, if- I think it is, but it's also, you know, if there's one thing I've learned over the last sort of 10, 11 years at Zappar is, um, you know, yes, the hardware and the software gets but better and there are improvements there. But it's amazing actually how much of that technology has been around for a while and still remains underutilized. Um, and, and I think we have to remember, it's certainly when we talk about augmented reality. Yes, people are a bit familiar with sort of face filters and things on Snap and the like. But for the majority of people, hey, they don't care about AR. They haven't really used it. So it's still quite a lot of you know, room to grow in that area. Um, and a lot of it is just about how do you make that connection between uh, the, the physical world around us? be that sort of products or places or print um, um or or faces, um uh, and, and its digital equivalent um and of course we're all out and about on our phones all the time i mean actually the, the more, more dangerous thing is get people to look up from their phones you know then this look the so using using the technology that is you know um, I, I guess the advance that happening with um experiences, you know, so there's lots more sort of underlying tech that's coming, um, you know, great stuff being made by Niantic, etc. Um, You know, already Google Places APIs can underpin lots of different things. Um, Be able to understand how to use that, how to make sure you're bringing in your um, localized data, because especially for retailers, et cetera, you know, they've got all these postcode maps of all their different stores and outlets and how you overlay that. Um, and then how you think about using those spaces to make kind of relevant, compelling stories to. Individual cohorts, you know, I think it's really interesting. You know, because we can so there's, so there's something very interesting that's going on between how do you make things more location based and more contextually relevant and more personalised, and 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 build that connection between the physical real estate, be it digital out of phone screens, be it actual physical real estate, and then the user's device, and put them at the centre of it. It's, it's the technology that's going around that. Now I would say all that, and this is my greatest bugbear: is with okay. all, the, all the all the chat about five G, I can't get a three G <laughs> signal um, uh, uh, in in a lot of built built up urban areas. I mean Regent Street, case in point, you know, main shopping street in London, I'd be hard pushed to get a signal there. Mm. Um, so I think there's some things where you go, "Wow, look at all this amazing visual positioning system things we can do. It's fantastic." I can't make a phone call, so the chance of some of that happening, I think there's still things that you do you do have to factor in when you're yeah. trying to build
0: out that that strategy that sort of let's still walk before we can run. Yeah, hey, I know what you mean. It's it's sometimes it's <laughs> bizarre. I went to see the um uh, Muppets Christmas Carol at the Everyman in King's Cross the other day, and oh, walking excellent. out of that, was, it was amazing. But walking out of there, I suddenly got like eighty alerts on my phone because i had not had any signal while i was in and around king's cross i was like how is this yeah. possible it's 2022 yeah. i don't get it but yeah. when we're talking then alex about kind of tech and underpinning it what role does things like uh geolocating and beacons play in out of home you know are we still um experimenting with that or how far down the road do you think we are
2: Yeah, I think we have definitely come a long way. I mean, just in the last year, I think that's the exciting thing about out of home too, is every year so much happens. I feel like it can never, like um, Casper said earlier, it's just always evolving. Um, So I think we definitely are still learning a lot. And I have seen beacons and geofencing become more and more common, just because it's such an easy, like added layer to any Mm. plan. Um, It's very simple to group together the inventory that's on a plan and add in that as like an added way to just increase measurement, add a little bit more of that like mobile um, face. that I think clients are more used to seeing. I think it helps them feel more comfortable without a poem if they feel like it has this added boost of measurement and added push of their message. So I'm seeing a lot more and I think it is growing a lot too and what the tech behind it is as well. So that's, that's something to look forward to for sure.
0: And to what extent do you think that brands and uh, indeed some of kind of the the buyers are aware of what is possible with with that kind of tech? Do you think there's still education to be done?
2: Yes, absolutely. I feel like there's constant education just in out of home in general, but especially in the tech behind out of home and just these added layers of measurement. I do think there are a lot of advertisers out there that are just unaware of what can be done and how out of home can be extremely powerful and add um, these like further. Further abilities. Um, I just don't think that there are a lot of people that are aware of that. So absolutely, constant education needs to needs to be happening. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: If it's of interest, I've just asked uh, Chat GPT three the question: uh, What are you most excited about uh, digital out of home for the next few years? Do you want me to read out its answer? I, I would love to know it, it, In fact, Casper,
0: a, can you give a little bit of context to what that is? Because I know that talking about education, there's there's bound to be a couple of listeners who don't necessarily know what that is.
1: Ah. Uh, so this is um, this is OpenAI found, Foundation, yeah, uh, who have been working on artificial intelligence over the years, and 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 every year um, they sort of uh, give a little bit of a uh, insight into how that technology has developed um, and how it's got better at its notion of sort of conversational artificial intelligence. So the whole point is, can it respond to a question you answer in a way that feels human, where you yeah. don't go? well that's just a machine
0: and how, it hasn't understood yeah. the context how um, far down that turing test road have we gone by now yeah
1: yeah indeed so it's, it's so it's getting quite good so so when i just typed in so what are you most excited about digital out of home for the next few years So it says, well, one of the most exciting things about digital out-of-home is its potential for delivering personalized and targeted advertising. With the use of technology like location-based services and real-time data, digital out-of-home advertisers can tailor their messaging to specific audiences and even individual consumers, making the advertising more relevant and effective. This can help brands... Uh, to more effectively reach and engage with their target audience and can ultimately lead to better results from their marketing activities. In the next few years, we can expect to see even more advanced technology being used in digital out of phone, including things like augmented reality, facial recognition, and more. This will allow advertisers mm. to create even more immersive and interactive experiences for consumers, which will further enhance the effectiveness of digital out-of-home advertising. Overall, I'm very excited about the potential for digital out-of-home to continue to evolve and become an even more powerful tool for brands to connect with their audiences. I mean, okay. you don't need me anymore. Next time, <laughs> oh, just, in, just, invite, just invite
0: GPT 3 I was going to say, yeah. There's a couple of things that we need to flag there. The f- the first thing is, like you said, yeah, I'm going to stop booking guests. So I'll just start reading out its answers. The second one, but it would say that, wouldn't it? Of course, of course, it course AI would say all that. Yeah, yeah. That's well, I'm surprised that AI is advocating for AI. Um, so, but sort of moving on and been been a bit forward facing there. Alex, when we're talking about out of home, it obviously has some of those inherent strengths and almost unreplicable from other advertising mediums that we've spoken about, whether that scale, whether that be kind of that wow factor. But what are some of the current, I suppose, weaknesses relative to other advertising mediums? Is it measurements? And, you know, how far down that road are we going to actually solving some of those problems?
2: Yeah, I would say definitely the obvious answer here is measurement Um, and also just the conversation of real-time optimization. Mm -hmm. Obviously, Out of Home isn't able to do those quick turn adjustments to plans like other um, channels are able to, Um, but we also have to remind ourselves that Out of Home is innately different than other channels. So yes, like quote unquote, some fixing can happen, but also I think what makes Out of Home unique and special is that It isn't in that same space as those other channels that are maybe able to do that quick turn adjustment. Um, But I do think that we have come a long way. Like like we discussed a little bit ago, I think just in the past few years, um, there's been nothing but um, evolution out of home and especially with measurement, like thinking about companies like Geopath here in the US that um, are uh, auditing all inventory and constantly finding new ways to make it more real time Um, They've really been pushing for like hour by hour measurement um, Mm. and things like that, which is huge. Um, Other like measurement first companies I know are in this space trying to increase accuracy of things. Also just trying to find ways to capture an audience that's been exposed to out of home and just learn more about their behavior, which is super interesting. I think a lot of clients love hearing that. A lot of advertisers love hearing that. Um, So I think that we are in the um, up and up of, quote unquote, fixing some of these weaknesses, but I also think some of them, the weaknesses are kind of strengths in a way of just, it makes us unique and makes our channel, you know, more traditional, but in like a really cool way.
0: So you, you that was, you preempted my next question, which is <laughs> to what extent should we be thinking about these weaknesses and in fact, just strengths uh, that we're yeah. sort of not appreciating yet. Um, so well, I've got another weakness for you, but I think it, may, gone. Uh,
1: just, it might feel, um, uh, I, I hope this doesn't feel uh, too negative, but I, I think a, a weakness is the laziness in the way that it can sometimes be used by great mm. creatives, if I'm honest, uh, in that sort of you know, oh, we'll just you take whatever we've put in print and we'll just kind of change it we'll, we'll, because yeah, we yeah. can't be, you know. Uh, and, and and that to me seems like a, a greater weakness or, or, or actually just a waste of money, frankly. It's, it's sometimes actually, uh, and trying to just um uh, care a bit more about how the digital out-of-home uh, landscape is evolving and, and understand how you can um, use it to your advantage. Because I think that's the thing is that m- most people aren't, doing as much as it is capable of um and that i think is you know a, a, a real advantage for, for for brands if they just kind of just did a little bit more and watched what's happening um uh and not just go great we've booked it chuck anything <laughs>
2: <in>. <laughs> i totally agree Casper. that is my pet peeve working it out of home we just get recycled creative from other yeah. channels it drives me crazy
0: yeah in, in a way that's, just that's a waste, not, you know, isn't it? Yes. And it's not the billboard's fault. That's that's not even a, a weakness of the medium. That's just a weakness of creatives. you know. So you but the the message that people should take away from this podcast is stop being so lazy when it comes to out of home. Perfect. <laughs> um, and so then as we sort of come towards the end of the discussion, because I want to keep in as much of this as I possibly can. Um, I wondered, Alex, what are you most excited about in terms of out of home over the next couple of years? Is it a reappraisal of, as we mentioned, its strengths? Is it some of those TED developments? What are you most excited to see evolve in that space?
2: Yeah, I'm really excited for the next few years and out of home just because we have um, been, been on this upward swing. Um, so I'm excited just to see the advancement of some of the capabilities we talked about today, but I'm also just really excited to see more advertisers dabble in the space. Mm. I really do believe that we're going to see a lot of um, brands that haven't used out of home start to use it just because of the success we've seen like post COVID with out of home. So um, I'm really excited to see other people test out the channel. I'm excited to just be behind this big movement of out of home. Um, And just selfishly too, I'm super excited for known as we've just had massive growth in out of home in the last year (laughs) and a half. So I'm excited to see what we continue to do and the new clients we continue to win Um, We've had a ton of clients lately really curious about out of home, which is Mm. really cool because sometimes it is kind of the forgotten channel. So it's cool to be like the front runner of the conversation, have clients that are actually coming to us specifically about our channel. Um, So I think it's just given us an opportunity to really make a name for ourselves in the out of home space. And I think big things are coming in the next few years.
0: Nice. And obviously that interest is vindication, not just of kind of what Nolan's doing, but of the efficacy of the entire medium. And so Casper, what are you looking forward to? What are you sort of most excited about when it comes to out of home? Uh, uh, Should we be looking Uh, for spectacle? Should we be looking for kind of experimentation? Yeah
1: no well I mean I think a couple of things I mean maybe you know um, Counselor I, I, I said earlier I mean definitely creative agencies really getting
0: to grips with the
1: opportunity that's afforded by um, sort of this digitally enhanced canvas if you like um, and, and sort of spatial computing because ultimately you know uh, it, no one cares about the tech people care about great ideas and great mm. storytelling and creative agencies are fantastic at that so just you know I think that I'm excited to see more people. Get behind it. The other one, I mean, I te- when we tend to talk about, I guess, out of home, uh, you know, um, and forgive me, Alex, but both, I, I certainly feel sitting in London and, and going around New York, we think about these, you know, um, uh, these huge sort of um, metropolitan zones. But when you think about the hundreds of thousands of other printed panels that exist, you know, across the globe that at the moment aren't digitized, but actually just with the right use of a good QR code. Could be a digital canvas. Mm. I think it's it, it, the explosion that is um, that could happen when you really take a global view to all the out of home that exists and how it could just make that leap to become sort of interactive. I think that's exciting,
0: and I and I, and I suspect that that might might happen. Um, yeah, one hundred percent. It's been fascinating to see the kind of the. Renaissance of the uh, of the QR code in terms of as, as a marketing message it's, it's yeah. been fantastic but yeah. Casper Alex thank you so much for taking the time to come on and having this chat uh, I'm going to keep in as much as I can I know we could have spoken about that for another four or five hours but we had to keep this down to time unfortunately so apologies to the listeners as well but as a final question if the listeners want to reach out and and pick your brains on anything you've mentioned where's the best place for them to find you Casper Oh, do you know what? Just email me, but direct. is Casper at Zappa.com. Uh, Casper at Zappa.com. Uh, Perfect. You got it. All right. Nice. And Alex, how about you?
2: You can find me on LinkedIn. I'm actually Alexandra on LinkedIn, Alexandra Caldwell. Um, or again, email is great too. I'm alexc at known.is. <laughs>
0: perfect well thank you casper thank you alex so much for taking the time to come on and have this chat i know the listeners will have appreciated it as much as i have and hopefully they'll be as excited as i am to see the future of the out of home medium but for the listeners please do stick around go to the drum.com where we write about out of home every single day of the week in addition to other marketing mediums and we keep an eye on everything that's going to be coming down the pipe in the future as well but for now thank you so much for listening and goodbye